this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay? How's your, how's your week been? Yeah, same, same as every week. Busy and I'm sick of working on boilers, but uh, the rugby's keeping me going, mate. You know, the, the Salford games and that is, especially at the moment, It's there's a lot going on, isn't there? And you know, watching Salford and reading about us and, and the rugby league sort of um, takes your mind off things. Certainly will, Rob. And, um, you know, next few weeks we'll be having, uh, hopefully, some big stories, won't we? Some massive games coming up. You know, this 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 cup run that we're on. Well, I say run, we've only won one game, we're in a semi-final, but it's still exciting, isn't it? And we've got big games against Warrington coming up. We've got big games in the league, haven't we, as well? So, a couple of signings coming in as well. So, it's all happening at the moment. It's very exciting times. Yep, yeah, on the plus side, Paul. Um, I had a day out with me, uh, my wife and my son today. Went to a charity gaming session. Um, my son goes to a, a charity. It's called Everyone Can, uh, which basically is a charity which helps kids uh, with special needs play with computer games. And uh, he was there. He went on the, the live stream uh, playing Fortnite. Do you know anything about Fortnite, the game? Uh, I don't know anything about computers, really, or Playstations, or whatever they call them these days, but... It's quite a good game, he's he's, he's, he's really good at it, to be fair, Uh, but yeah, he got involved in their live stream, started commentating on on what was going on, over 5,000 people watching him at one point, which is pretty pretty mad, really, but I can't understand where where he gets that skill. No, I wonder, eh? I wonder... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sounds pretty cool, that though. Yeah, he was, he was really good. He was he's plugging Salford and you know doing all kinds of stuff. He was like a mini Bob Geldof. Good man, you can't get around plugging Salford. <laughs> but yeah, fan, it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic day, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, what we'll do on this podcast, Paul? We'll look back at the the victory uh, against uh, Hull um, last week, uh, and we'll preview the the game uh, against uh, well the Tuesday afternoon game against uh, Warrington. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. Fantastic win it was for Salford. They beat Hull at 28 points to 22. Uh, Paul, uh, what a win for Ian Watson's men. Uh, great tries as well from everyone, and perfect build-up going forward uh, to the two games against Warrington this week. Yeah, it certainly was. It was um, probably a match we weren't expected to win. You know, Hull have got some some good players, good squad, good playing roster. Uh, I know they had a couple of players out, which their, their coach was mentioned. But, you know, Salford had two good strike players out in, in nine levels and Ken Seo, Captain Lee Mossop was missing as well. So we, we were, had a bit of adversity going into the game. But, no, we, we went behind, came back. And like you said, we scored some fantastic tries. Some of the rugby league, you know, Kevin Brown, 36 years of age, I think they said he was next week. And really rolled back the years. You know, it was like Golden Brown, wasn't he? He was uh, come of a golden age in that match. It was absolutely quality. Some of the passing, and you know, it really was a really was a fantastic match. You know, really really exciting play. Hull scored some good tries as well, but we just had enough in the game. And uh, you know, to get two points is it's a massive confidence boost going into, like you said, two games in a week now against you know Warrington, who are, who are a different animal at the moment, aren't they? They're in real form in the uh, in the league and great win the cup against Saints as well. Yep, Salford started uh, well. Uh, Chris Wellham had a try disallowed uh, for a, a knock on over the line. He was he was under pressure from the whole defence, uh, but I think it was the right 
call by the referee, but it showed that Salford had that attacking intent, uh, which is good to see um, going forward. Yeah, well, I think it's particularly the last couple of weeks now, I mean, the Cass game, the Catalan game and this one, we've looked dangerous every time we've had the bar. And that's, you know, over the years, we can't say that about Salford on, on many occasions, really. We've struggled, haven't we, to score points in, not in recent seasons, but, you know, over the last decade or two. Uh, but th- this season, certainly, you know, since this, this coming back from the, the break, we've we've looked really dangerous, you know, chances coming out of out of, out of all sorts of places. And Lola here and Kevin Brown seem to be putting a, a good partnership together now. They seem to have a good understanding. And, and we did, you know, we cut Hull open there. And yeah, it was, it was a definite knocker. I think he, he lost the ball going over the line, didn't he? In a lot of traffic though, Chris Wellham, to be fair to him. But it was a, it was a good positive start to the game. Yeah, unfortunately for Salford, Hull scored the first try. A try from Jamie Shaw, burst by Josh Griffin, cut the Salford's defence in half and uh, Shaw was there to get over the line. And yeah, you've got to give them the due. They were fan- that move by them was fantastic and uh, well worth a try. Well, I think Jamie Shaw is probably one of the best support players you know, in the Super League, but definitely a Hull. He's one of their best support players. He's got a fantastic try record as well. You know, similar sort of player to Naya Levels. You know, very quick, very slick on his attacking play. And uh, he's always he's one of those that's always there in the right place at the right time, always backing up, waiting to sniff out that opportunity. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a decent player. He's one that needed to be watched on the night. And, you know, he came up with the goods there. He did, he did indeed. But like you said, Salford hit back, try by Chris Naninu. Uh, lovely work by Dan Sargentson, uh, sending the, the big uh, winger over in the corner. Uh, you know, great uh, strength from Minu uh, to get over the line. Yeah, he's, he's a real talisman, is Chris Naninu. You know, he's a fantastic goal kicker on his day as well. And he's he's nailed plenty of conversions over the last few weeks for us. And he's come up with, a, with some tries as well. And, you know, he's a, he's a real athlete. He's a real big fella. He's very, very difficult to stop. He's good in the air. He's all round game. You know, he can be prone to make the odd mistake, and he's kicked out on the full a few times. But he's all round game. He's he's a pretty sure player, really, and he's a player that you can have a lot of confidence in. You know, in attack and defence, and uh, yeah, he's really uh, he's looked really good the last couple of weeks. And uh, you know, excited to see him how he goes the rest of the season. He's going to be a big player coming up in these next couple of games. We know Warrington have got decent outside backs, but no good try for him from Christian and he's definitely man of the moment. Um, is the, is the big fella at the moment. Yeah, it's six all at that, at that point, Paul. It was uh, definitely a game, an arm wrestle kind of game. Uh, but unfortunately for Salford, Dan Sanderson was sending for a high tackle on Jamie Shaw. Uh, what did you make of that, Paul? For me, uh, it was high, even though Jamie Shaw was on his knees when he caught the ball. Um, he did make contact with his head at first. So I think the referee did make the right decision, uh, but he did put pressure on Salford. I thought it was good play from Sargent. I like to see that from players who are fully committed to the challenge, and he certainly was. He come pelting towards uh, Jamie Shaw there, and that's how you should play the game. I think it was unfortunate that he caught him eye. He only caught him eye because cause Shaw was going down. So, you know, Dan Sargent couldn't have had any control on that. It was a full-blooded challenge from him, and he's just unfortunate there that the guy was going down. So there's nothing he could do about it. He couldn't pull out. So he just caught him, and then you obviously... Referee goes to the the letter of the law, and you know direct contact with the head is now a now a sin bin, isn't it? So you, you couldn't really argue with it. I mean, you can say it's not intentional, but you do have to abide by the rules. But I don't know. Sometimes the rules can be a bit iffy. I think there was a, a tackle in the second half from Brad Fash. I think it was a cannonball tackle. It was really really dangerous on Sebastian Eco. Um, luckily, Big Seb didn't come off on that. You know, injured, and he could have done. So that was a silly challenge, and I think the referee should have pulled that one up. But Going back to Sargent, 
I don't think we could argue with that. It was it was just unfortunate. Yeah, uh, so if we're down to, to 12 men, um, Hull took advantage, uh, try from Andre Savilio uh, for Hull, uh, found the gap in that Salford defence because obviously we were down to 12 men uh, to make it 12-6. Hull, and at that point for me, Paul, I was beginning to think, oh, could this be a, a you know, turning point in the game? But it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Well, I'll just mention that on Savilio's try as well, it was nice to hear the commentators on Sky mention his dad who used to play for Solver. I think one of them said, didn't his dad used to play for Solver? And he certainly did. I can remember him, as, as you will be able to as well, in the, in the 90s for us. Good, uh, a good forward he was as well. But yeah, I mean, we, we give Hull a, a sniff there, didn't we? And uh, you know, It looked like we were going to get overpowered, but I think there was one thing I noticed in that game. We didn't, you know, Hull have got a big pack, but I thought we overpowered them at times you know our forwards you know we stood up and, and we count you know Gil Dudson particularly Luke Yates they, they played really well in that match Mark Flanagan as well and amongst others I thought we really really had too much for Hull after, after that sort of moment there really and we sort of made the game ours then after that yeah, uh, Dan Sargeson uh, came back on uh, and Salford uh, took full advantage. Wonderful try from Joey Lussick, scooting from dummy half, finding space in that whole defence to crash over by the post. Trademark move by him, uh, put Salford level. Yeah, trademark's the word, Rob. I mean, how many tries did he score like that last season? They were his, his trademark tries. Not scored as many this year, but he's got, you know, he's not the biggest man in the world, Joey Lussick, but he's got really good up body strength hasn't he and when he's quick like that and he, he makes his mind up what he's going to do he's going to die for that line you're not going to stop him no no defender's going to stop him there and it was a real opportunist try that it was one we needed and it come at you know a real important time for us so it was uh it was 12 out at that point uh and going towards half time both sides looking for a try and, and Salford the team that got it uh, second time second try uh, from Chris Naninu um, great strength from the winger to, to crash over in the corner yeah it was and if I remember right I think it was good work on the edge there Kevin Brown got involved in that as well I think Chris Wellham his, his centre was there good play and as I said before he really has been man of the moment recently, Kristen. I thought he'd been excellent over the last couple of weeks, particularly the Catalan game and, and this game as well. And, you know, there's I don't know if he's signed for Lee next season, but there's certainly rumours about it. I don't know whether it's been confirmed, but he'll be a big miss for Salford. I know he's not getting any younger, but as I said before, he's a fantastic kicker and he's a big, I think he's a big presence on the pitch as well. I think he's one of those, those people that, you know, fills other players with confidence because he can do some really, really good things. And I think younger players thrive off that sometimes. So, so yeah, really pleased for him to get over the try line again. Yeah, we're talking about Kevin Brown and that that outside edge. You know, pulling all the strings he was uh, against uh, against Hull this week, and it's he's a veteran like like you said, but he's showing he's still got the magic. He certainly has, and I think you know you're going to see that come the rest of the season. I think Kevin, you know, he knows he's not getting any younger, and if you're a player that's coming towards the back end of his career, he'll want to make the most of every single game he plays in now particularly when he's playing in good form. You know, some of the passing he was throwing out there, absolutely tremendous. And yeah, players lose pace as they get a bit older, but he can still he can still shift a bit, Kevin Brown as well. And I think one of the main things, he's, he's quick between the ears. You know, his brain still works. He's got a fantastic rugby brain. His kicking game's good. He can see opportunities. He sees things happening before other players do, you know, being in that position in the halves, he can pick chances out and he knows his instincts there and, uh, you know, whilst he's still got that, he's still going to be a massive threat, you know, in the Super League competition or the league competition in this country. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what his plans are for next season, but I think he's still going to have a, a big say in, in, in how we finish this season, particularly, obviously, in the, in the cup competition. 
Yep, so Salford led at half-time, 18-12, Paul, and came out roaring in that second half. Great try from Will- Reese Williams after a lovely little kick over the top from uh, Tui Lola here. His partner in crime, Kevin Brown's uh, partner in crime, fantastic play by him, uh, and the Welsh wizard, uh, Williams, crashed over to score. Yeah, he certainly did, and, and he had to anticipate that well. It was uh, his training ground move, that really, and they're the tries you like to see. And as we said before, we scored some magic tries in that game against Holland, and that was one of them, super kick from two of the Williams anticipated it really well and, and finished it really well. And he's been um, been a super signing. I know a few eyebrows were raised when we signed Elliot Keir and... Um, and Reese Williams from from London Broncos saying, you know, they play for London and they finish bottom. We also got Luke Yates as well. But the, the three London lads, I think they've been tremendous this season. You know, Kia's probably not had as many opportunities as, as Williams has had, but I think when Elliot's played, he's played really well. And and I've been a massive fan of, of Reese Williams. Really, really impressed by him. And I think he's, you know, he's one of the finds of the season. Super player, super fast, and he scored some good tries. You're right, Paul. He has scored some fantastic tries. Plenty of plenty of pace, but also knows where the line is as well, which is important in your wingers. You need your wingers to know uh, how to score tries. And I think for you know the first time in a long time, Salford have two wingers either side of the ruck that know where the line is, which is why Salford are scoring some good tries. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at the modern modern day wingers now, uh, you know some of the tries that they do score, the way they get airborne to score them, I and some of the finishing in, in Super League over the past few years. I mean, I've admired the likes of Tommy Makins and, and, and people like that who scored these tries, that line them as well, who plays. I'm, I'm struggling to wrap my brains with the other guys, but you know what I mean, don't we? A couple of lads at Leeds there as well and, and some of the, the youngsters at Wigan, Manfredi on the wing there and uh, Joe Burgess, people like that. They've scored some fantastic tries, haven't they? We've got them guys at Salford now. I've, I've seen it this season. Ken Seal, some of the finishing from, from Ken has been has been tremendous. And Reese Williams has gotten on the act. Kristen Innu has gotten on the act. So, uh, so yeah, they, they've got to be scored. And if you've got a winger that can get those tries, because sometimes you watch these tries back on the telly and you think, it's impossible. How's he going to score from that? And they do. And if you've got a game with limited chances and you're taking those and finishing them, you put yourself in a massive chance of winning games. So, so yeah, he scored some great tries. Both our wingers have, and it's good to see. Yep, Jamie Shaw hit back for Hull uh, to close the gap, but then Salford struck again. Wonderful try from Andy Acker's lovely work from Kevin Brown again. Uh, finds the hooker who crashes over uh, and gives you know clear daylight between uh, Salford and Hull. Yeah, it was it like you said, Kevin Brown again. He got the man of the match, and, and, he, and he really deserved it as well in that game. He created so much, didn't he? Try assists, and Andy Eckers had to be in the right place at the right time. Supported him really well. Cause I think looking back at that, the start of that piece of play there, I think Andy Eckers started it off with, with his run or, or a pass or something. I'm sure he was at the heart of the start of the play, and then followed Kevin Brown up and, and backed him up. You know, the player like Kevin Brown, you, you've got to back him up. You've got to go with him because he'll get the ball out or he'll do a piece of magic. So if you can stick with him and and get on his shoulder, the, the chances are going to come and, and Andy Ackers took that chance. Yeah. Uh, Hull uh, closed the gap again with Jordan uh, Lane going over in, the, in uh, you know, after a wonderful in and out uh, round Sargent to, to score. Um, the game finished 22-28, Paul. Salford, you know, good good value for the, for the win for me. Hull are a good side, but it shows that Salford can play in these pressure cooker games and get results because that's always been our Achilles heel in, in many ways that when the when the tough get going Salford normally normally leave uh, but not this team this team know how to stick in the, the groove uh, and grind results out uh, and that's what they did against Hull I think five or six years ago Rob would have lost that game I think five or six years ago we'd have lost the Catalan Cup game as well but we do seem to be I don't know about turning the corner. It's been a bit of a tough season. They said it's stop start, but you know Hull are a good side. They've got some good players, and 
I thought the scoreline flattered Hull. I thought we was the, with the better side by a mile. And I think Watto said it in his interview about our ruthlessness. We probably should have scored more points and beaten Hull by more. And I think that's just the way he looks at the games. And that's his sort of professionalism and um, how he looks at things. And, and yeah, I think he's right. And I think Hull's... The way they're looking at things now with their chairman, Adam Pearson, I think he's very frustrated. I mean, they sat Lee Radford, didn't they, which I think was a mistake. And and the guy they've got in charge now, Andy Last, he's probably very similar to how Ian Watson was when he first came to Salford. He's a local lad. He's been involved with Hull for, for, for donkey's years as Andy Last. And, and I hope they stick faith with him and give him a chance. Because, you know, Ian Watson, you can remember that not long ago, People were calling for what was that at Salford saying he's took him as far as he can go. Sometimes you've got to give the guy a chance, and Salford have given what a chance. And look at the, the the goods he's given us. So I hope you know Andy Last gets that chance at Hull. But one criticism I've got of Salford towards the end of the game was, I think we were playing a bit of a frantic game. We were six points in front, and you know we had the game won. And I think we were trying to win the game again by playing a really quick game and. I think we just needed to slow it down a bit there, perhaps take a drop goal and just, just take the sting out of the hole. But no, it, it all worked out in the end. We got the result and that's the main thing. That's the main thing. Ian Watts had a press conference after the game uh, and this is a clip from it. You can see on uh, in Red Devils TV the full version. The, the, I mean, Krishnan scored the points, but the, would, would it be fair to say the real difference was Kevin Brown tonight? Yeah, Kev's been getting better and better every week when he's playing. Kev's, Kev's that pivotal player. Um in, in, in making us play better. Um, and I think he's been finding his feet. I, I felt he was just finding his feet before the actual lockdown when we played yeah. Catalan, then we played Wigan. And it's just took a little bit. But I've, I think the last two weeks, he's really got to grip with the team. He, he's demanding the team now and he's demanding kind of um, the excellence often that he, that he wants to, to win things as well. So, yeah, it is a big plus, mate. I, I pay credit to our middles, though. When we lost the um, first half, we had a lot of pressure on those early doors, we defended really well and then we lost sides for 10 minutes um, and they were just dominating that arm wrestle in the field position but we just stuck in there and we found a way to come through the other side and then Kev obviously uh, put his little bit of magic on it and turned us into some points. Just on Kev, with with his age and the schedule that's coming up, are you sort of tempted to sort of give him like midweek games off and play him just once a week rather than twice a week or is he up for, is he able to play every game pretty much? Oh, he, he, Kev's fit. Kev's, um, Kev's one at face players you'll find. He, he ran a marathon in lockdown as well after doing some other training that he'd asked us for um, as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's, yeah, listen, he's fit and he's in good condition. And um, while he's playing the way he is as well, then age doesn't come into it. So that was Ian Watson talking about the victory at Hull and he was, he was happy uh, with what he'd seen, Paul. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm very pleased for him because, um, like we said before, we've had the break, haven't we, with... Um, you know, the virus and everything, and we came back. It's been a bit stop-start. We had to isolate for a couple of weeks after the previous game against Hull. And I think now we're seeing that, that bit of consistency, you know, you know, good result against against Catalans and, you know, another excellent performance against Hull. Close game, but, uh, you know, a real strong uh, performance and a win. Now we've got these games against Warrington coming up, which are going to be a real tough test, you know, two games in a week. But these are, the players are going to thrive on this now. And we've had two guys coming on loan for us as well, so that's going to bolster the squad. So, uh, so yeah, what was every right to be pleased? You know, he's in a cup semi-final next Saturday, and that's 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 very very exciting for him. Big thanks for your three-word match reports uh, and man of the matches. Colin Reynolds, great team performance. Kevin Brown, Colin Wilson, experienced players prevail. Uh, Brown, uh, Royal Ebbe, kept our nerve. 
man of the match, Christian Inu. I think that's a bang on there. Kevin Brown and Christian Inu both playing big parts in our win. Yeah, I think there was a lot of players in that game you, you, you could have um, given the Man of the Match award to. I mean, I was impressed. We didn't mention it before. I should have mentioned it. Impressed with Jack Armand, who came in to make his debut. Really ran well in his debut. And, you know, we were talking about players getting rotated before. And, and we did. Tyrone McCarthy and James Greenwood didn't play, did they? And Jack Armand came in. And I thought I thought he did really well. So, uh, but yeah, Chris Wellen was good again. But I don't think you can look past Kevin Brown, really, for me. I thought he was excellent. Um, Chris and Janet Shenton getting who signed uh, man of the match Brown Sardison Tui Lola here and, and Flanagan um, Duncan on Duncan great sa- great squad performance Inu Peter uh, Kevin Brown untouchable uh, man of the match Brown uh, John Waite very well drilled Brown seems like sort of Brown and, and Inu are taking all the plaudits uh, this week they certainly are, yeah. Like I said, you can't really look past those two. But one player who does deserve a special mention, Matt Flanagan, you know, came on after the game and announced that he, uh, I think it was that Jenna Brooks on Sky, said, oh, he's going to announce some news. And I, I thought, oh, I said to my wife, I said, oh, Matt Flanagan's going to announce he's staying and he signed a new contract. And then he said he's going to retire. So I was a bit good with that because I think Flash has been tremendous, you know, since he signed for Salford. Real, real solid player. And I thought he had another good game on uh, on Thursday night against Hull, you know, really does does a lot of work. Flash in the in the middle of the pitch, doesn't he? Between attack and defence, and we'll, we'll miss him. And yeah, I think he deserves a bit of a mention because he's always been good to us, hasn't he, with the interviews and what have you. Yeah, he's been a great player for us, uh, Mark Flanagan. Who can forget his wonder ball in the million pound miracle? Uh, there's only a, you know a handful of players I reckon who could made that pass, and he was one of them. And it, and it kind of changed our, our direction in history for me. But yeah, fantastic player for us. Fantastic playing rugby league. He's really you know played in some great teams and achieved a lot. He certainly has, yeah. I mean, some of the sides he's played in, very, very consistent player as well. He's he's not a player who does a lot of singing and dancing. He's just a true pro. He just comes along every week and, and does his job. Real athlete as well. Real tough man. And as I said before, what I always describes him as the, as the glue that holds the side together. And I think that's, you know, it doesn't sound a big compliment, but I think it is. I think it's a massive compliment. And I know Ian Watson thinks a lot of, of Mark Flanagan. And yeah, I, I'm disappointed he's, he's retiring, but, you know, he'll know his own body, won't he? And I think he mentioned he's had a few few niggling injuries. And, you know, he's only 32, but, you know, he's, in, in those years of his career, he's been absolutely fantastic. And he'll go down as a real favourite of mine playing for Salford. And like I said, we've had him, he's been there a few years now. We've had real good, consistent service out of him. And uh, yeah, I think he'll go down for, for years to come as a player that we're fondly remembered by everybody at the club. Yeah, he can kick back now and drink as much coffee as he wants. He certainly can, yeah. Well, I forgot to mention that he's he's got his uh, his business there, hasn't he? Which I, I think he, he does really, really well in the centre of Manchester. I think I might be wrong, but I think there was opening... Or have they already opened some more premises? I'm not too sure, but they're, uh, they've been doing really well. And I popped in that one a few times for a coffee. And when I have, it's always absolutely rammed. So, uh, so yeah, good luck to him with his new ventures. But I'm sure he'll, he, he he does a podcast as well, doesn't he? So I'm, I'm sure you can have him as a pundit as well, Mark Flanning. And he knows his rugby league. And, you know, he always speaks well on his podcast. So uh, you get him on the teller. Man of many talents. He certainly is. He can't do any worse than that guy they have on Sky, that John Wells. I'd have Mark flooding in any day over him. <laughs> um, other three-word match reports. Paul Parkin, fantastic team effort. Uh, his man of the match was uh, Luke Yates. Uh, Martin, excellent teamwork. Man of the match, Brown, Inu Yates. Graham Jones, coming good again, Brown. John Walwork, we are Salford, Inu. 
David Walling, complete team effort, Inu. James Hoskinson, great game plan, Brown. OSF, great safe self-belief. Um, their man of the match was Inu. I think self-belief, self-belief Paul, is, is a big thing. We know it, it, it showed last season, if you've got the self-belief, how far you can go. And if this team is, is building on that, you know, with the the semi-final, you know, coming up, it's only going to be a good thing. Yeah, certainly. I think the, the Graham Jones match report was probably one that, that I read and I thought, yeah, you bang on there about coming good again. Um, at the start of the season, we, we weren't quite there, was we? We had a couple of results. We, we beat Toronto, didn't we? Then we had a few disappointing results at home. Huddersfield beat us, Wakefield beat us and we weren't up to scratch, I didn't think. We, we looked a shadow of the, the team we was last season. Well, we've come back, we had a good result against Wigan, then that long layoff break, but we've just started to piece together some performances now. You know, there was there was areas in that Cats game where we looked good. We obviously stuffed Hull with 50 points a few weeks ago. We beat Catalans in the Cup. I know we had that blip against Leeds, but we're starting to find a bit of consistency now. And, you know, time's going to tell now. We've got games coming thick and fast. We've got two against Warrington, and I think we play Huddersfield after that. So you've got three big games coming up now in a space of a week or so. So uh, now we're really going to see us we'll get a test. Uh, Paul Sly, uh, Watto is God, uh, Craig Carter, best, best game ever. Uh, David Heffernan, uh, perfectly well executed. Uh, their man of the match was Inu. Uh, Ryan Ashton, great team performance. Inu Lee, great physical performance. Inu. Um, skill, determination, basics. That's what Stan said. And his man of the match was uh, Kevin Brown. Uh, Ron uh, Holly, Holly, Hollywood. Um, Kevin Brown was fantastic. Uh, Chris Seedhouse, belief, determination, teamwork. His man of the match was Inu uh, and uh, Harvey Reed. Watto's Red uh, Red Army and uh, his man of the match was Kevin Brown. So the fans are really happy with the performance uh, and Kevin Brown taking all the plaudits. Yeah, it's good to see as well because, you know, Kevin Brown's at his knockers, hasn't he? And, you know, a few eyebrows were raised when we signed him. But I think he's been the ultimate professional for Salford. He really has. He had a bit of a knock, didn't he? few weeks you know before the the lockdown and what have you and missed a couple of games but I think he's been pretty consistent since we've come back um since the, you know since August when we came back he's he's played really well and he, sometimes it does take time to, to find the partnership you know to get it going you look at last season when Tui came in it took Tui a while to get to, to learn how Jackson Hastings played and when they did click together they formed a real real good uh, good partnership and I think that's what Kevin Brown and, and Tui are doing now you've got to play together over a consistent amount of time haven't you and, and get that understanding and get that well, of, of your partner and we saw that I think that was Hull's downfall on, on Thursday night, that their, their two halfbacks there didn't really know how to run that game. We had two guys at halfback there in, in Tuma Barbie and, uh, and the other fella, um, who escapes me name, his name escapes me at the moment, who was it? Who played halfback for all? It was Carlos Tuma Barbie and uh, Jake Charles. Connor. Jake Connor, okay. Jake Connor. That was it. And, and I always think that Jake Connor's a centre. I don't class him as an halfback and, and Tuma Barbie's an outside back as well, isn't he? So we had two guys there who probably not not halfbacks and they were both runners. And they didn't have a guy there organising. And we've got a runner in Tui Lollaria and a superb organiser in Kevin Brown. So that, to me, that's where Hull are lacking at the moment. Obviously, Mark Steve wasn't playing, but that's another story. But every team needs that. We had it last season in Jacko, and we've got it this season now in Kevin Brown. So the longer Kevin Brown can stay fit and keep playing the way he's playing this season, you know, who knows where we can go. 
Yeah, it's like a vintage wine, Kevin Brown. He just gets better and better. A lot of people were obviously comparing him to uh, to Jackson Hastings and, you know, wondering if he could produce a similar uh, performance. But for me, he's showing that he's, he's, he's got still got it uh, in his legs. He's still showing he's good enough at this level. And, uh, you know, he's, he's driving this team forward with a little bit of help from uh, Tui Lola here and all the players around him. Uh, you know, it shows that this team is, is going forward. Yeah, I think when Kevin played for, for Witness and Huddersfield in particular, he always seemed to get a lot of stick from Hover supporters because he always seems to play well against us. So I think it's took quite a bit of time for, for the average Salford supporter to, to sort of take Kevin to the heart. Because when you've had somebody like that for such a long time playing well against you, I think when we signed him, there was a few people who I'm not so sure about him, and especially with his age as well. It's took people to, a long time to... So I take him on, and I think now his supporters are starting to think, yeah, he is the real deal. He is here for the right reasons. And when I spoke to him at the start of the season, you could tell straight away, you know, the hunger was still there with him. He wasn't just coming here for a wage packet. And I don't think you can say that about him at all. I think he puts it in every week, 110%. I think he works really hard, you know, off the field as well. I think he's a good influence in the dressing room. And he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a top pro, top pro, been a, been a fantastic player. You know, he's played at the top level for, what, 18 years now. So there's not many people who can say that. You know, his 350th Super League game, I think it was, on, on Thursday night. That's a fantastic achievement, that. And um, no, let's hope he can keep going. Because if he's still fit and he's up for it next season, why wouldn't you offer him another contract? So he's going to be a vital cog for us, you know, particularly in this semi-final coming up. If Kevin Brown plays well... You know, I know we're overlooking the, the, the league game on Tuesday, but looking forward to that semi. If, if Kevin Brown can play well in that game and bosses around the pitch with that big pack of forwards behind him, you know, we, we can get to Wembley. Yeah, we're looking at getting to Wembley. We've got a, a couple of games before that, Paul. We've got two, two games against Warrington uh, and we'll talk about the one on Tuesday now. It's time for the Devil of the So, Salford face Warrington. Uh, the dress rehearsal for the uh, Challenge Cup semi-final, uh, Paul, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what happens. It certainly is. It'll be tough, Rob. I think Warrington are looking the real deal at the moment. I watched their game against St. Helens in the quarter-final the other week and I thought they played really, really well. Um, if you look at the start they had to the season, I think they lost three of the first four games, if I can remember rightly. And they've not lost since. They haven't lost since the, the restart in August. I think they've won six out of six. And they've beaten St. Helens in the, in the Cup as well. So you have to go back to February, I think, since they lost they lost the Leeds 36-0, didn't they? They've not lost since. So they're playing some good stuff. They're the farm team, they're top of the table. Everything's going right for them at the moment. Blake Austin seems to be playing really well. You know, you've got a good pack of forwards there. They've got tremendous outside backs. You've got guys like Gareth Widdop in the squad, Deck Patton as well. You know, good player who doesn't always get the credit he deserves. As I mentioned, the pack, good pack. So, Steve Price, the coach, has got an awful lot of weapons at his disposal. You know, but if you think back to last season, Salford always seemed to raise the game against Warrington. You know, we beat them three times last season, comprehensively beat them three times as well. So, we always seem to raise our game against them, you know, Geographically, I think they're our closest rivals now, aren't they, in, in the Super League? So I'm expecting a big performance. You know, there's going to be no crowd there at the AJ Bell, but I think it'll be nice for the players. If you ask the players, you know, I bet they're looking forward to going back to their home stadium. It's the first time we've played there, isn't it, since that Wigan game? So they'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, opportunity for Ian Watson to rotate his squad a little. Uh, Tom Gilmore and Oliver 
is it Ashall Bot um, made uh, the Soul Squad after after the uh, Friday deadline, uh, which is good. So they're they're involved in the mix as well. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of squad Ian Watson puts out, Paul, because obviously there's lots of there's a few players who haven't managed to break into that at 17 who were probably gagging for for a game to show you know what they're made of because Ian Watson's got a, a semi final uh, to to play and he, he wants the strongest squad he's got available to him. So you're hoping uh, the players who haven't featured uh, will be wanting to you know play really well uh, and give Ian Watson a headache. Yeah, well, the, the two guys he signed there alone, Oli Ashall, but I mean, I've not seen lots of him. I, I, the only real time I've seen him is when he's played against Salford. He played for Witness against us a couple of seasons ago, and I think he was just coming through into their side because I think he's only still pretty young now. So he must have been about 18, 19 then. Forgive me if I'm a few years out, but he looked a real, really exciting player. I think he played fullback that night and he had pace, real, genuine pace. And you know, he looks a really exciting sign. I believe he's signed for Ottawa for next season, so it's a shame that. I mean, if he impresses here, you might have thought we'd have gone for him, but he's going to come in and do a job for us, and he could get an opportunity. Gilmore as well is, um, he's been, he's played, I think he's a witness like Gilmore, and he played at witness for a number of seasons before going on loan to London, and he was at Halifax for the 2020 season, not played a game for them yet, but he's a goal kicker as well, and um, he's still a relatively young man, plays Grumar standoff, so, you know, he, He's, he's a useful player for us. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think Wattles brought these two lads in just to just to make the numbers up. I think we were talking to Tom Bramwell about it, and I think another reason why they've come in is to help out in training as well, you know, because we've not got a massive squad and, and you need to have 13 against 13 in training. So that'll be a, a big reason behind it. But I think they've been brought into play as well. I think Wattles will want them in the side. And, you know, we've not got the biggest squad in the world and it. It is a massive help for us, you know, the injuries we've got as well with Niall being out, Ken Seo's out. So we're a bit short in the back line. So I think they're real two useful additions to our side. And with their seasons being done at Halifax and Witness respectively, it, it makes it makes real sense, keeps them fit and it works for both parties. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, the dress rehearsal ready for the big game on uh, on Saturday. What will Ian Watson be thinking? Will Ian Watson feel like he needs to play his strongest side to send a message out to Warrington uh, for Saturday? Or will, do you think he'll rotate his squad uh, so others get a game? I was thinking about this today. and I was thinking back to 2017 when we played Wigan in that semi-final. And we played Lee the week before at the Lee Sports Village and we got beat 25-0 and me and you if you remember we stood outside the changing rooms waiting for Wattle to come out <laughs> yeah. and we must have stood there for about an hour <laughs> and he came out and he was absolutely fuming wasn't he <laughs> and whether we whether we took it easy that night I'm not too sure but when you think back he didn't do us any good did it we went and lost that semi-final so will he play his best side and want to go into the semi-final with a win I'm, I'm not too sure I don't know. I'd rather beat Warrington and then go into the semi-final knowing we've already beaten. But it depends, doesn't it? Wattles a winner. I don't think he knows how to sort of blow a game and, and, and lose a game, really. Or he doesn't like doing that, you know, because he was absolutely furious that night, wasn't he? So I don't think you'll see us. Well, we've not got the. the t- it's not like we've got a squad where we can play seventeen kids, is it? Really, we can make changes, obviously, and, and give players a rest. I think if that's what. I think you're alluding to Robin. I think yeah. I think yeah. He might he might rotate players and perhaps give Kevin Brown a rest. You know, with 36 year old, with 36 year old legs. Yeah, he might give him a rest. But we're not going to make wholesale changes, and there might be a bit of tinkering about. But I don't think it'll be wholesale changes. I, I think 
Paul. If you look back at our record in, in Challenge Cup semi-finals, the week before, we always seem to have a player who, who goes down. Uh, Mark Lee, I think he went down before the Sheffield game. Um, Rob Lewis, I think he went down before the Wigan game. So I really think yeah, Ian Watson will probably need to, to look after... Um, one of our, at least a couple of our stars, because we don't want the likes of sort of two of dollar here sort of breaking down, do we? Uh, the, the the week before for me, but Ian Watson's the coach. He knows, you know, who's fit, and he knows how this team sort of blends with each other. Uh, so it will be interesting, like like you said, uh, you know, what 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 all does. Yeah, it will be, and I suppose there's no there's no secret formula to that, or no right answer, because. It must be hard for a coach because obviously you want your players to be battle-hardened for a kickoff. So in an ideal world, they play a week before and win a real tough game and then be battle-hardened ready for the semi. And then on the other the other one is where they don't play and they come into the semi-final and they're sort of half-cooked. So oh, they're tired or they get injured. So there's all sorts of different conundrums. It must be really difficult to, you know... To, to get through that week, and especially when you're playing the same team as well, because we've seen it before in sort of all, all sports and with football and things like that, where they play each other in a league game and they play each other in a cup game, and sometimes you get two totally different results, don't you? But um, it's difficult. As a supporter, you probably asked ask hundreds of supporters, they want to win the semi final, won't they? And if they could sacrifice the league game for the semi final, they probably would. But a coach and a player is different to a supporter. They're professionals, it's their job. They'll, they'll want to win both games, won't they? So it's 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 a tough one, and well, it'll be interesting to see the, the squad on Tuesday night and, and how what all goes about that, and whether he uses these two new signings. I've got a feeling that they might be in the the the, uh, the squad, um, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, give us a uh, score prediction uh, for the game on Tuesday, Paul. For the Tuesday game, I've never backed against Salford once. I've I mean, I don't know. I think a tight game. We're scoring points, though, and so are Warrington. So uh, I think there'll be a few points in this one. I'm going to go Salford 28, Warrington 24. 28, 24, uh, Salford. Um, I, I think, you know, we'll we'll play a strong tide. I know I've just said that Willie Will and Watson, uh, you know, rest a few and our history doesn't really uh, bode well. But I've got a feeling he'll want to send a message out to Warrington. So I think he plays a full team, full strength team. Warrington don't. Uh, and we blast them out of the water 34-4. Mm. Which would be good. Is there a story behind that of who scores and No. No. I just I just I just think obviously we're saying do we rest a few or not? And one it and I reckon will. Because they fear us, Paul, I think. Mm. You've sort of blindsided me a bit there, because for the last two weeks or so or for the last since we beat the Catalan since we beat Catalans, you've been saying to me, Oh yeah, we will rest players for that game <laughs> and then you come up with that. So you've uh, you've caught me off guard there a bit, but yeah, I can see what will play in a real strong side. I can, because like I said before, I don't think it's going to help if we get battered in that game. You know, like we did against that, that league. That was an awful night that against Lee, that 25. And it put everybody in a real downer going into the semi-final. And I know we played well in that semi-final. We were in at half-time and it was a close game. But I'd like to beat Warrington on Tuesday. 
and like you said, send them a message and put a bit of doubt in their mind because at the moment they're absolutely cock a hoop, aren't they? They've won six on the bounce in the league. They beat Saints in the cup. They beat everything, everybody that's put in front of them, and quite convincingly as well. You know, that's a Blake Austin and man of the moment that that Jake Mamo. I don't know if you saw his interview from the other night. He's quite quite a comedian, but um, but yeah, they've got some fantastic players, and perhaps they just need bringing down a peg or two. Yeah, we'll look forward to it. It's going to be a, a great, great game. Uh, and the, obviously the dress rehearsal ahead of the uh, the semi-final at weekend. So that's the end of this week's uh, podcast. Another great show, Paul. Yeah, really exciting week this coming up, Rob. You know, semi-final week. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. Hopefully we'll be able to get a bit of coverage and uh, get some reports there. We'll, we'll wait and see. But if not, I'll be definitely be enjoying watching it on my, uh, my teller. Yeah, two bits of uh, exciting news, Paul. Uh, the first bit of exciting news is we're now on Spotify. So you can get us on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact and Spotify, um, which kind of increases our reach uh, p- to potential sort of new listeners. Um, you know, it's, it's fantastic that everyone sort of tunes in, uh, but there might be people that you know who haven't got uh, iTunes or don't have a SoundCloud account so you can obviously now uh, tell them that we exist on uh, Spotify uh, and uh, everyone can listen as well Yeah certainly I believe we had some good viewing, uh, viewing some good listening figures last week when uh, when Tom was on and people enjoyed that who I've spoken to and it'd be nice to get him on again and uh, get a few more guests on in the future yeah, that's what it's all about. It's all about getting, you know, our voices out there and, you know, people who, who, who want to come on and, you know, it's, it's great. I think we have a have a really good thing going on, you know, with, with the club. Uh, they're very, you know, happy for, you know, to send people on to talk to us when we do ask. So it's a, it's a great thing moving forward. Yeah, it certainly is. I know it's, it's difficult at the moment with, with things that are going on and players being in bubbles and that. But no, it was nice to speak to Chris Wellham a few weeks ago. You had Tyrone McCarthy on as a guest as well, didn't you? So, uh, so yeah, it's been good, good working alongside the club, and let's hope we can uh, we can keep doing that in the future and get bigger and better. Yeah, and also because uh, it's a Challenge Cup semi final uh, this week, uh, we're doing a uh, special uh, Challenge Cup Devil in the Detail uh, music uh, program. Um, we did one for the grand final, uh, and we did one for the previous semi-final so it only kind of suits it only kind of like shows that we do them on the big games and everyone enjoyed the last two uh, so we'll uh, we'll do it all again yeah looking forward to that you there's a disclaimer here though you've picked all the songs <laughs> I haven't so they're not from my not my music taste but I'm sure they're good Rob you, you know, you're, you've got a good ear for music yeah they're all Salford related songs uh, you know match going Salford related songs so it's well worth uh, listening um, so yeah exciting times ahead uh, and make sure you tune into both podcasts in the lead up to the uh, the uh, Challenge Cup semi. So that's the end of this week's uh, podcast. Big thanks for tuning tuning in. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, and Spotify. See you next week.